Hey, this is Jess, and thanks for joining us for our deep dive review on Alchemy of Souls. My guest and I actually had a lot to say, and we ended up recording a three hour long episode. But instead of cutting it down, we just decided to release it in two parts. This first part is the usual non-spoiler section of every debak review. The next episode will be exclusively all spoiler talk. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. I'm Jessica, and this is Deba K Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas. Welcome to another episode. I have with me two of my very good friends. Really, you guys have become wonderful friends. It feels like it's a family reunion. I have Oriel and Naz from the Soul Sisters podcast. How are you guys? I'm good. Thank you so much for having <laughs> yes. us back. So happy. <laughs> yes, I'm I just thrilled. don't even feel like we're recording anymore. This is just a family reunion. So yeah. it does. <laughs> it feels very natural when I'm with you guys. And we'll be talking about Alchemy of Souls today in its entirety. All 30 episodes we will be talking about it in the non-spoiler section and spoiler section. And the way that this came about really fast was that I was talking with you guys on social media about the show. And just I was, was just, ranting. I was ranting, ranting to Naz. I really was <laughs> ranting to Naz because a lot of the qualms that I had with the show, Naz agreed with me. And then after the fact, after like I finished venting, Naz was like, yeah, so Ori likes the show. And I was like... <laughs> Oh my god. At that point, I was like, you guys, we have to, you know what, we have to do a whole episode on Alchemy of Souls. It has been such a journey. And it's been so huge all over social media. And I thought it would just be wonderful to have multiple perspectives, somebody who liked it, somebody who didn't, and then me who (laughs) will, I don't, I don't want to say nothing right now. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) I thought it would be a really interesting episode. So I'm so thrilled that you guys said yes to coming on. And um, stay tuned, though, because I will also be on your guys' Alchemy of Souls episode. Yeah. (laughs) So you guys will be covering, I think, the second season. And I am thrilled, so honored to go on and talk with you guys even more about Alchemy of Souls. So stay tuned for that. Be paying attention to the Soul Sisters podcast feed. So before we get started, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're everywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And if you like us, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That goes such a long way for us. And you can come and say hi on social media. I have just said that I'm very active all over the place. So uh, say hi, talk to me. Um, You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at DebakPod. And if you're a fan... This is the best way that you can support the show. It's by becoming a patron. You get so much extra content. I'm constantly posting on there. And it's just just a great way for you to get involved. And you can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. And thank you to our patrons, Janet, Curtis, Bale, Cindy, CD, and Grace. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for supporting us. And without further ado, we're going to get into Alchemy of Souls, uh, season one, part one, however you want to call it, and part two, light and shadow. 
Yes. So I'm going to, yeah. Woohoo, we're here. So yes. <laughs> this has been a long time. You guys, I don't think anybody knows, but this has been a long time coming. We've been talking yeah. about this for a few weeks. And if again, it feels like there's a lot of ground to cover. So buckle up, everybody. We're going to get gonna be through a long it. One. It's going to be a long one. So <laughs> my drama list synopsis for Alchemy of Souls, I'll just read the part one synopsis, which I feel is a little bit better than the part two synopsis. So it reads, set in a fictional country called Tejo that does not exist in history or on maps. It is about the love and growth of young mages as they've overcome their twisted fates due to a forbidden magic spell known as the Alchemy of Souls, which allows souls to switch bodies. It follows the story of an elite assassin named Naksu, whose soul is accidentally trapped inside the weak body of Mudok, Changuk's servant from a powerful and noble mage family in the country. The young master of the Zhang family, Changuk, holds a dark secret about his scandalous birth. He wants the formidable assassin to help change his destiny. Period. So, part one aired from June to August 2022. It's a summer show. And part two aired from December to January 2023, a winter show. And I feel like the shows, mm. part one and part two, seem like those vibes. Like, it, Part one so seems true. like a summer vibe, summer show, and part you're on the something. Yes. Wow. I didn't well, think this about is very com- yeah. This is very common for some K dramas where they feel like the season. If they come out in the winter time, they're set in the winter time. They feel a little more, you know, gloomy or whatever, yeah. more introspective. And definitely, part two feels like a winter show. Just mm-hmm. having yes. come off part two, yeah. uh, it definitely feels more wintry. So. Part one is 20 episodes long and part two is 10 episodes long. I think a lot of people who are following Alchemist of Souls know that I think halfway through part one, they announced that they were going to do a part two with 10 episodes. And that was like a whole thing that sent everyone into a tizzy. Uh, It is directed (laughs) by Park Jun-hwa. He directed parts one and two. He's directed things like Touch Your Heart from 2019, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, which, uh, you know, we've done a debak episode on that for sure. Because this is my first life with oh. Jung Min. So this is not the first time that he's worked with Jung Min. Bring It On Ghost from 2016, Let's Eat. Uh, I think he did two Let's Eats, first two seasons of Let's Eat, and then Ugly Yunga seasons one through 11. So that's like some sort of uh, weekend drama or something with lots okay. of seasons. So he's done quite a lot, very famous, uh, like slice of life and uh, romance dramas. So that's something to note. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like clicking in, right? That you're like, oh, the director is really good at directing romance. So I definitely thought the Hung sisters directed as well. So this is news to me. Yes. So we'll get to them in a minute. So Baehyun Jin is credited as also being a co-director for part two. I have no idea if it's a man or a woman. I have no idea what else they have directed. So take that with a grain of salt. I don't know if he had, I don't know if in reality he had a co-director for part two, but it seems like there should be some sort of assistant director or B director, uh, you know, B crew for other shots in different uh, side characters or whatever. Right. Because the director can't be everywhere all at once. So it might make more sense for there to be a co-director for part two, but who knows? Uh, This show was written by the Hong sisters. We have Hong Jung-un and Hong Miran. They are very famous writing duo that have written a lot of K-dramas. So 
Uh, I'm going to go into a little bit of their filmography, and we're going to sit really quick with the Hong sisters so (laughs) we can talk this out. So Hong sisters, they've been writing since the mid-2000s, early 2000s. They've written stuff like Sassy Girl Chunhyang from 2005, My Girl from 2005 and 2006. Um, I think My Girl has Lee Jung-gi from Moon Lovers and Ooh. yeah and then My Girl also stars oh my god he was in Touch Your Heart and Goblin Lee dong so he's the main guy in My Girl oh, wow. oh. this is kind of yeah You're Beautiful from 2009 it was a very major drama that has oh my god uh, what's her name she is from it's Park Shin Hye Park Shin-hye. Yes, thank you so much for filling in the gaps here. Park Shin-hye. And uh, some other famous people as well in that show. That's 2009. And then we hit uh, My Girlfriend is a Gumio from 2010. And that's Lee Seung-gi. Uh, and here's the plot really fast. Lee Seung-gi gets caught up with Shin-mina, who is a Gumio, a.k.a. a nine-tailed fox. And this is similar to, like, the Gumio itself is similar to the Chinese Huli Jin and the Japanese kitsune, very similar uh, creatures in mythology. So keep that in the back of your mind. Um, the yeah. Greatest Love from 2011. I ended up dropping the show when I, when I really? watched it. Yeah, I dropped that show, yeah. Um, Wikipedia says it's a story about a true, about true love in the fake world of entertainment. So I dropped it naturally. Um <laughs> That's one. That one's been on my list for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. I probably wouldn't recommend. It. Some people love it. Like, yeah. Give it a shot. But I dropped it. So <laughs> you're like, mm, not for I me. mean, I was not. It was not for me. So next, they have Big in 2012. This stars yes. Gong Yu. Gong. It's a body swap drama. So teenager ends up in the body of Gong Yu. That drama is very famous for its terrible ending. Like, the oh, writing wow. in that one, I hated it. I hated it. It was a wonderful concept. Wonderful concept. They didn't know how to end it, and it's very famous that that end- upset so many people. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So I remember going through that ordeal with Big. Uh, so <laughs> then they have Sounds the Sounds familiar. Mm. Oh. It does. <sighs> I don't want <laughs> Love you, Jess. Okay. Love you, Jess. Love you. Uh, okay, so then we have the Master's Son from 2013. This is a woman who sees ghosts. So now they're kind of doubling up on some of these fantasy K-dramas. They did the Kumio, mm-hmm. they did a Body Swap, and now they've done Ghosts. Yeah. Then they did Warm and Cozy in 2015, which is a twist on the fable of the ant and the grasshopper, which is from Aesop's Fables. And that was kind of more grounded, even though it was based on like a fantasy fantasy story then you have a korean odyssey and i guess we should stop here for a minute because for korean odyssey from 2017 i think the other name is Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a romantic fantasy based on the chinese novel journey to the west Isengi again back in the mix he's worked with the hong sisters a bunch of times he's back and plays an immortal monkey spirit and Oyonso, who plays a woman with second sight, and she turns out to be no ordinary human. Whatever. I dropped this one, too. I disliked the way... <laughs> a lot of people will be like, oh, I love a Korean Odyssey. And I'm like, 
more power to you because I <laughs> dropped this one, did not like it at all. And it wasn't until recently that I saw some people commenting on my TikToks about mm-hmm. Alchemy of Souls and Hong Sisters and stuff. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, they've been caught up in so many plagiarism scandals and oh. cultural appropriation scandals. And I was like, beg pardon? Because I didn't know that Korean Odyssey was based on Journey to the West mm. until people started commenting and they were like, oh yeah. So what do you, how do you guys feel about some of this controversy? Because I feel like it's sort of warranted a little bit, a little bit. Because Journey to the West is like, that's purely Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if we have anything here in the West that kind of does the same thing, like feels as steeped in the culture that if some other country or culture tries to do it, yeah. we would feel a certain yeah. type of way. So uh, just something to think about. Um, yeah. I'm not saying they did or didn't, but that yeah. is just something to keep in the back of your head. And then most recently, Hong Sisters wrote Hotel de Luna from 2019, yeah. which is a dark fantasy. A hotel for ghosts, basically, is the concept of that one. So you can see that they kind of dive... The more they got into the present day, the closer we're getting to Alchemy of Souls. Yeah, and they yeah. have basically cut their teeth on a lot of fantasy K-dramas. Right. Um, the only one that I truly recommend from the bottom of my heart is The Master's Son. I love oh, that show. Okay. Love that show. The rest... Okay. Uh, I, I could say Gr- Girlfriend is Gumiho is pretty good. It's just basic. Like, yeah. basic rom-com hijinks, you know, might be a little dated because it's from 2010. Right, 2010 but, um, yeah. you know, in general, I like that one. Uh, You're Beautiful, which we're also going to cover on season four of Debak. Uh, I, like, I like that one too, but... Uh, that one's ridiculous. Like you have to walk into it and be like, "This is yeah. ridiculous," you know. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, she said, I think it was uh, Park Shinhye takes over her brother's spot in a yes. K-pop band. Okay, yes. That's so fun. it's like a she's okay. the man mid, uh, you know, Twelfth Night sort of situation. Twelfth Night. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> where nobody knows that it's a woman playing right. a man or whatever, <laughs> so gender swap, right? Drama. Um, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It somehow like you know it works. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I think I would not recommend some of the recent stuff from the Hong sisters. Wow. So yeah. I'm curious, yeah. like, how? What is your relationship with the Hong sisters dramas? Have you like? dove deep on some of these have you watched some of these like what was your experience watching because i feel like that is a huge bit of alchemy of souls and there was a lot of talk online and especially on tiktok it felt like nobody knew who the han sisters were oh wow no right not really i wasn't really familiar with their work because i haven't seen none of any of these things Mm -hmm. and i know you mentioned you had a conversation with nez but when part two aired, me and you had a conversation and I was asking you, I was like, do the Hong sisters usually do this? And you were like, yeah, I'll get into that later. All the stuff that you said. <laughs> because I actually told Naz, I was like, now I see what Jess was talking about. Um, but when you like broke down your feelings about the Hong sisters and then I will go into it later 
yeah how yeah. the rest of alchemy aired out um i was like okay now i understand and, and even just with this i'm like okay everything is kind of flowing together and making sense with their work mm-hmm. um which i don't know if it's a good or bad thing exactly it's up to interpretation for sure there's no right or wrong answer whether right they're just kind of mining uh fantasy stuff from ancient literature and old concepts like ghosts i feel like we in the states don't really care that much about ghost stories other than like i don't know casper or (laughs) you know what i'm saying paranormal activity or something paranormal activity some of the paranormal movies but we don't have like shows about ghosts you know people who see ghosts and stuff like that does that make sense Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I think the relationship with ghosts is definitely it's different. different. There it's, is that show on CBS actually called Ghosts. Actually, is <laughs> it the one with show? the ghosts in the in the mansion or the house? Yes, and they're is all it? From, from there from all different eras. Yes, like there's like a Viking one, and there's like there's like what? all sorts of yeah. Is that an American remake of the British show, or is it just the British show airing on mm. American television? It's an American show, so maybe it's oh, it's a the, remake. It's a mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never it's even heard of it show. before. Oh my yeah. god, you should the watch British the British version. one. That is really funny. Like some of the best comedy I've seen in television. Period. Is oh, that wow. show in the the British one though? Yeah. So anyway, that's a big ta- <laughs> big tangent. But anyway, all this to say that I feel like it's important to know yeah. what who wrote some things, what who the directors are, what they've done before, because I think a lot of people came into Alchemy of Souls and just like cold turkey blind didn't know who wrote it didn't yep. know who directed it and what's yeah. worse don't care right yeah and yeah. i feel like you should uh, yeah. sort of care yeah you know it definitely does put things into perspective it puts things in perspective yeah yeah because i didn't i so i knew who the hong sisters were because it's like one of the names that i was used to hearing i just before alchemy i hadn't seen any of their work i had a lot of their shows on my list like mm-hmm. I, I had the master son on my list um and i had hotel de luna on my list um, and the greatest mm-hmm. love on my list. But I, I knew, like, my girlfriend as a Gumiho existed and things like that. So, but I was like, okay, I'm excited to watch a Hong Sisters, you know, production. Because I had never seen one before. But now seeing their filmography, I'm like, okay, they really do like the fantasy aspect of, like, storytelling. So, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I will say that Hotel de Luna, the quality on that show is to me, a marked improvement from the previous shows in terms of budget, right? If you watch Hotel de Luna, you're like, you know, I dropped it, but I could tell that a lot of money was put into this, right? Right. And uh, the talent is top talent. And all of this, IU, I don't want to think about how much it costs for her to appear in a show. But anyway, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it, they had it coming. Like, they had all of these mm. successful or mildly successful dramas, and then they got Hotel de Luna, which was very successful, and right. high budget, and then they get Alchemy of Souls, which we'll go into a little bit more of the budget on that one uh, in a bit. Yeah. But just to throw things out there and put things, again, in perspective, uh, let's talk about this cast. So in season one, we have Dong Min leading this troupe as Mudok. That's like her main persona, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think it's worth noting that Jung Min is 33 years old. Mm-hmm. She look good. 
Yeah. 33 years old. She looks wonderful. She's um, mm-hmm. very cute. And she's been in the biz for a long time. I remember watching her in Mischievous Kiss from 2010. Mm-hmm. And that's like with a Sundera character. Like does the guy doesn't want anything to do with her. And she's mm-hmm. like obsessed with him. You know what I'm saying? And he's like very stoic and sometimes mean. So yeah. she was in that very that famous one. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can We Get Married from 2012, 2013. My Father is Strange from 2017, which has a lot of famous people in it. And I have wanted to watch My Father is Strange, but I think it's a family drama, so there's high episode count. Yeah. So I have oh. never gotten around. Yeah, so I've never gotten around to watching My Father is Strange. Uh, because This is My First Life, also from 2017. I love, love. that show. Oh, yes, I love it too, Naz. And then the smile has left your eyes from 2018. I love the smile has left your eyes. I love that show too. It is a heartbreaker, but I love it. It is like Shakespearean tragedy. Yes. So that's Jung Sumin. We have Lee Jae-wook playing Jang-wook in both seasons. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth noting he's only 24 years old. Yeah, he's so young. Yeah, he's very young. He's done some things already, like Memories of the Alhambra from 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that character, Marco, because it is feels like a throwaway character. Like, am I supposed to remember Marco when the show's oh over? Goodness. Not Marco. really. <laughs> they pull like insane guy liner on him and his hair is like sticking Aww. up in all directions. Oh, he just gosh. looks a hot mess. Have you seen Memories of the Alhambra? Or have you seen clips no, of I've him? Heard, in the- I heard, I've heard no good things about that show, so I've never, oh, I've never Don't watch it. it. Memories of the Alhambra is a terrible show. So... Side note, I love I appreciate the concept because I love the concept of Memories of the Alhambra. The first two episodes yeah. are like amazing, amazing, amazing. And then the writings just didn't know what to do with it. And they fumbled the bag, fumbled it, fumbled it, fumbled it. Oh, it's, the worst. it's terrible. Don't watch Memories of the Alhambra. If anything, just watch the first two episodes and just be like, leave on a high note. And be like, wow, <laughs> that's so cool. And then never watch it. Never complete it. So that's my two cents. Young Ben, right? Young Ben, Bin. yes, mm-hmm. and Pakshine. Yeah. Oh We're just goodness. talking about her. Yes, yeah. Top talent, really good concept. It felt high budget, like you just felt that me- that Netflix money, you know? Right. Oh my god, but it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> Don't watch it. Um. Anyway, oh. Itaok is in that. He's in Search WWW, which we covered on season three of the yes. podcast that love was a hilarious review. love that episode <laughs> that was such a good episode it was because so funny we were all over the place i didn't <laughs> like the show they they did so, uh, bemi liked a really problematic character yeah. and we were like what are you smoking bemi <laughs> like it was like a lot so <laughs> uh search www and he's been in an extraordinary you which Spoiler alert, we're going to be covering on season four of the Ooh. podcast. Um, I think he really made waves, Ejoke did, with Extraordinary You from 2019. Yeah. And then he did When the Weather is Fine. I always get this wrong. Do, do, sol, sol, la, la, sol from yeah. 2020. And then he was also in Move to Heaven. And he, I think he must have been like a bit player in that because I don't yeah. remember him being in every episode yeah. of Move to Heaven. So Such a good show. Very good show. Move to Heaven is one of the best K-dramas I've ever watched. 100%. Amazing. I feel like it's going to be in my top 10 forever. It's so good. It's beautiful. Beautiful show. So that's where you can watch E.J. Wook. He's definitely gotten more and more responsibility as far as um, 
leading man responsibility goes. And uh, Extraordinary You is a high school drama, technically. So, yeah, and Ori is shaking her. Why are you shaking your head, Ori? I hated his character. (laughs) Hated. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. He's a meanie, right? Am I right? Yeah. I've seen some clips. He's a meanie. He's a meanie. But I think what's important to note, I guess, about EJ in the filmography that he's done so far is that he's very versatile. Absolutely. And you might be swooning one minute and then you might be kind of afraid of him the next minute. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think, a sign of a great actor. I think that he's really... Uh, all of the stuff that he's done so far has really prepped him to take mm-hmm. on such a huge role in Alchemy of Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Ko Yun Dong as <sighs> Jin Buyeon, I Naksu, whatever you want to call her. She is slightly older. Uh, she's at just 27 years old. She's been in He is Psychometric, The School Nurse File, Sweet Home, and Law School. I've been seeing some clips of Law School lately because her name's trending, so people putting out more mm-hmm. clips of her in different dramas. Mm-hmm. So I have never watched her before. This is the first time that I watched her. Have you had a chance to see her in some of the other dramas? No. <laughs> You're like, no. This is the first time I've seen her. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. any of these dramas. I've heard that everybody loves her and everything else that she's in, like Sweet Home and stuff, so mm-hmm. that she's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see because we're covering Sweet Home on season four. So, uh, yeah, I know. Ori's clapping. Okay. And then I'll quickly go through some supporting cast. And I think we will get into our thoughts after this. So, supporting cast, we have Min Hyun as Ho Yul. And he's our second male lead. You might have known him from the K pop group Newest. And that group disbanded last year, March 2022. And he's also a former member of 101. Which I know about one on one, but I guess I had no idea that they just dis- they disbanded and then he would join newest. So <laughs> this was a whole thing. Wait, wait, yeah. yeah, yeah, girl, I'm oh. in and out of K-pop and I'm more out than in. So I'm more out than in. When I <laughs> yes, when I saw that he was in newest, I was like, okay. And then I see one on one, and I was like. I didn't know that he was in 101. And then I was like, what happened to 101? So it was like, a, it was a rabbit hole that I fell in. Um, Min Hyun has basically only been in Live On, which is a 2022, 2020, I'm sorry, eight episode high school drama. Okay. So he's a rookie in acting, if you guys want to think of it that way. And then we have Yuin Su as Dangu. He is our BFF character, sidekick character out of the four seasons, I guess you could say. And he was in All of Us Are Dead from 2022. So he had a pretty good year because he had All of Us Are Dead in the beginning of 2022. And then he came out with Alchemy of Souls a few months later. And everyone was like, oh, my God, the difference between these two characters and like freaking out because his character in All of Us Are Dead is a villain, like straight evil. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys haven't watched that show? You guys look shocked. I can't do scary like that. I I literally can't. Oh, my gosh. I can't. Wow. Now I want to see him as a villain, though. You have to see All of Us Are Dead. It is not the same person. It is a different. So, wow. I didn't think that you guys hadn't seen that. But watch it. Definitely watch it. It's scary. It's stressful. (laughs) Um, But it's It's good. (laughs) 
So he was in All of Us Are Dead. And then he played bit parts in supporting roles in uh, like every drama, like throw a rock, you'll hit a drama he was in. So <laughs> Strong Girl, Dobong Soon. I don't know where he was in that, but he was in that While You Were Sleeping, which we covered. Yeah. Uh, like you guys remember. are on that. Wait. Don't, do you guys remember <laughs> seeing him? He was in that somewhere. Nope. Exactly. School 2017, Sweet Revenge, My Idea is Gangnam Beauty, Love Alarm. Did you remember seeing him in Love Alarm? I do not remember him from Love Remember Alarm we at pointed all. it out? Um, Wait. Ness, we saw them. Did you guys it's see so him? Many, yeah, we did on our review. We at pointed school? him out, I remember. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh yep. my gosh. Yeah, because he's I remember a, he's the Crown Prince was in there, there too. Yeah, he's the Crown Prince Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoiler. Spoiler. That's <laughs> right. That's who he is. boyfriend. The Crown Prince is. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, Love Alarm. He was in Stranger Two. He was in Chocolate, which is a beautiful like slice of life show. At a distance, Spring is Green. He was in that as well as like a bit sporting player or whatever. So he's been in a lot of dramas in small capacities, and now he's getting his like flowers. He's getting stronger roles, and then to round out the cast, we have Arin as Ye Won. Oh, no, no, that's her real name is Cho Yeon. And then the character's name is Cho Yeon. Mm-hmm. And then she's the youngest daughter of the Jin family, if that like puts things in perspective. I think, what is she, Spring in yep. the yeah, four seasons? Spring. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's a member of idol group Oh My Girl. I've never heard of this group before, but Me there neither. she is. Cool. And this, Alchemy of Souls role, is her first ever acting role. Oh, shout out to yeah. her. So a couple yeah. of rookies in here. And then we have Shin Sung-ho as the crown prince, Go-won. And he has had a wonderful few years. He was in Love Alarm. He was in How to Buy a Friend, yeah. DP from 2021. Yeah. And then he was in Week Hero Class 1 from wow. later, like last quarter, 2022. Yeah. And of course, he's now uh, the crown prince. So people know him, I think, from Week Hero Class 1 and... Mm-hmm. Uh, alchemy of souls however i first saw him in dp in 2021 have you guys seen dp yeah i did that's a big difference too no okay well ori knows that it's a huge difference uh almost as uh stark a contrast as you and sue's character in all of us are dead is shin sungo's character in dp is vile uh, just a terrible wow. person. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. I love the first Believe it. Believe it. Because when I saw him here, I was like, wow, he's okay. <laughs> he's okay. <laughs> because he was just evil in DP. Anyway, so we have come to the end of um, behind the scenes and we've gone through our cast. So what, it, I don't know who wants to go first, but like, what, what did you think of the show in general terms, non-spoiler terms? And if you want to talk about a little bit about season one, that's totally fine. If you want to talk about season two, that's fine too. Whole thing as a whole, taken together, just go for it. Uh, so you want me to go or are you going to yeah, go? you go first. <laughs> um, well, just kind of preluded to this. I did enjoy the show. Um, and even after a time, I feel like my love for the show has kind of grown um, overall. There are... Hills and valleys, ups and downs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, especially while watching, um, well, which we'll get into some stuff later. But I think this is very, at least for me, since, oh, I don't want to compare it. 
Mr. Sunshine was a very break in cinematography for me as far as like the scale and like, I don't know, just the yeah. things that they were doing and accomplishing. I'm not comparing this to Mr. Sunshine because Mr. Sunshine is definitely a top no, no, no. drama for me. But I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. The craft that was in yes. Mr. Sunshine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's kind of how I feel with this, and I don't know if it's because it's the thirty episode type feel, whatever. But anyway, I kind of appreciated that even more as time has gone on. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed the show, but hills and valleys, ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Naz. <laughs> okay. So, just full disclosure, like this. I just hate saying this because I know like it's such an unpopular opinion, but I, I had a really hard time watching the show mm-hmm. um, because this was my first like true fantasy K-drama. It's not gotcha. really like a genre that I am um, particularly drawn to, okay. but I started watching the show and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I've never watched a show like this before, but I felt like I think by the time I got to like episode seven, I was watching it as it was airing. Mm-hmm. I was just like, huh? I was like. I'm not loving this, but I feel like I can't turn back now. And I have a problem dropping shows. Like, I, I, I feel like I just have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I want to see how this is going to end. So I, I kept going. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> right. I kept going. Yes. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, and part one ends. And I'm like, okay. Like, that ending was pretty satisfying. I, I, I need to see how this is all going to end. So um, I'll watch part two, but like, it's not, it wasn't something that I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is the greatest show ever. Like I'm, I'm so obsessed with this. This is awesome. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't feel that way solely because I, I just don't think it's a genre that is for me. But uh, like, so like I, I, but I 100% understand why people love this show though. Like right, the right. cinematography is like breathtaking. The, the acting performances are incredible. And I think the world that they create is so interesting and so creative, but it was just like, it was it was hard for me to kind of take it all in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. So you, overall, you disliked it. Overall, Oriel <laughs> liked it with with caveats because hills yes. and valleys. Yeah, hills and valleys. I do want to say, Jess, and I know this is going to be a topic later. This really had me watching fantasy sea dramas because I didn't know that the whole flying and all that other stuff was something that they did. So I was like, oh, and then I saw it with sea dramas and I'm like, I'm going to watch this in between the breaks of seasons of alchemy. So I did want to say that. It okay, well, that perfect. So we'll talk about that in, I don't know, five minutes or so, because that's okay. definitely something on the docket that we're going to talk about. Okay. So um, I again went through hills and valleys with alchemy of souls i started watching and i was very intrigued by the story i was loving this dark heroine of Naksu, and i was like mm-hmm. how are they going to resolve this crazy story and i was kind of watching for her arc or what have you. I was okay with a lot of the world building. I thought it was very impressive. Mm-hmm. And the money, I've, you know, you can watch Alchemy of Souls and you're yeah. like, I see budget. I see, yeah. you know, effort. And I loved the cinematography and I loved the world building. And it was fun to see a, such a young ensemble cast sort of carrying the show yeah. um, and having the older, more veteran actors sort of um, supporting. Yep. Which is, I don't want to say it's rare, but uh, 
it's nice because you see that these um, older actors are probably giving them notes, probably helping them behind the scenes. And this Mm -hmm. is how good actors become great actors because they act with better actors. (laughs) And uh, so I like to see that. I can kind of read the tea leaves on that and see that there's marked improvement like from the young cast throughout the course of the show. Uh, Like I said, big budget. This is a Studio Dragon uh, show. Uh, Most people know that Studio Dragon does high budget, does really nice shows. Most of their shows look Mm -hmm. polished. They don't look like they were necessarily meant for daily, like for for television. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Look very cinematic. So I loved that about the show. And the patrons, (laughs) my patrons know my journey with Alchemy of Souls because it declined very fast. I thought that the (laughs) drama did a terrible job of creating twists and turns that felt authentic. Mm -hmm. It was all for very convoluted plot or conflict reasons. It was excellent at keeping me guessing at what was going to happen because they the Hong sisters played by no rules or conventions. (laughs) They broke their own rules within this world often and managed to fly in the face of good writing and pacing. So that's my main large complaint about the show has to do with the writing and not necessarily the fixings, right? Like the cinematography, the acting, the cast, the OST. None of that is the issue because I love all of that. It's literally... The writing of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people that I interacted with online and on TikTok, they didn't care about <laughs> the plot, the pacing, yeah. how complicated it was getting. Yeah. And I, I do. I've said this multiple times on the, on the podcast. I'm a plot person. Yeah. I don't care how beautiful the actors are necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Or if they're acting their asses off. If the yeah. plot and the writing is terrible... I'm not going to stick around. Pretty much, Mm -hmm. I feel like the only reason why I ended up finishing Alchemy of Souls is because I knew at one point in the future, I'm going to want to finish Alchemy of Souls. Yeah. Mm. But I didn't want to be spoiled. Yeah, that's the big one. I didn't want to be spoiled. It's huge. The spoiler culture on social Mm -hmm. media is Mm -hmm. out of hand. And I felt... They don't even give you 24 hours. No, they don't give you even 24 hours. So I thought, I guess I have to watch this as it's airing. Because otherwise, I'm going to get spoiled and I'm never going to watch this show. So I was, you know, part of it was like that. Where I was like trying to just keep up with it. And again, I'm, I guess, the rare breed over here that's getting caught up in the plot weeds. I feel mm-hmm. like most people were just really weren't worried about the plot. They just cared yeah. about these characters and the relationship, the main yeah. relationship, and they wanted to see it through. Right. It was about the machination of getting these two characters together and not mm-hmm. so much about like the human drama of these two people and their arcs necessarily. Yeah. It was just like, I want to see yeah. like, I, I want them to get together already. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in a frenzied sort mm-hmm. of way. Yeah, we threw logic out of the window a lot of times. Yes, yes, yes Ori. I thought I, the show was. Oh my God! Please jump in, jump in. Oh no, <laughs> go I for it, Naz. Say like when you were saying, <laughs> talking about how people are like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about all the the storyline stuff and the plot stuff. I just, I just care that EJ Wook is cute. Like, and I'm like on TikTok. I feel like a lot of the commentary was like, oh yeah, like oh, I love him. Oh my gosh, but like 
people actually talking about the story in the comments, you could see that like people didn't even know what was going on in the show. Right. So I was just like, why do you? Why do you? Like, so why are you watching this? Why show are you really? watching? Because yeah, I would see the com- the conversations people were having in the comments, like on TikTok. I'm like. You guys don't understand what's happening in this show because, like, the and I for me, like, the reason why I love K dramas is because the stories are so solid and, like, mm. I just love like going into the weeds about the storylines and I, I need everything to kind of like link up and come back together at the mm. end. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of like I felt like there were just like plot holes left and right and like it, yeah. it took away yeah. from my enjoyment. So when people were mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh, this show is like," the I'm just I'm just here for the acting. I'm just here for EJ. Welcome, like, yeah. But what about the story? <laughs> Right, (laughs) right. To me, it's almost, how do I put this? If I wanted to see a beautiful E.J. Wook, uh, I would just watch like K-drama edits all day long (laughs) of Alchemy of Souls versus watching over an hour long episodes every week. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, okay, if if the payoff for you is you want to say E.J. Wook, in this role or you know in all black semi-historical attire or whatever just what download some photos get some photo cards together <laughs> yes and watch some youtube oh. clips or get on <laughs> tiktok cards together and watch some k-drama edits because you're not really in it for the show then like to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> not to be dragging people but that's just how I see it. Um, <laughs> Drag them, Jess. Drag them. Uh, so uh, <laughs> this is this show felt like all style and no substance. There wow. was strong statement. Very little payoff for mm-hmm. me, and mm-hmm. I have to defer to share from Clueless because she says at one point in Clueless she's a full on Monet. Oh, <laughs> it's like. From far away, Alchemy of Souls is okay. Mm-hmm. But up close, it's a big old mess. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, by episode nine of maybe season two, I think it was, I kept seeing seeds of great ideas mm-hmm. that were in no way, shape, or form addressed, teased, referenced, hinted at, or Easter egged throughout the course of nearly 30 episodes. Yeah. So that felt like such a disservice to some of these great concepts and ideas. Felt like it was a shame because it was so poorly executed and rushed. I think a lot of people thought the ending was rushed for season one, rushed for season two. Mm -hmm. And tell me why that needed to be the case. We had 30 episodes. (laughs) You know? Exactly. There was so much time. Yeah. We had a lot of time here. You sat me here for a lot of time, Hong sisters. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, a lot of my issues have to do with the plot, have to do with the underutilization of especially female characters and the female lead. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Many were, I think a lot of people were saying online that, I saw a couple of people say this, that season one was not the main story. Season one was all a setup for season two. And (laughs) Ori's got a confused face on. And yes. um, Um, I'm kind of having a whole moment over here, Jess. (laughs) Okay. Um, 
Kind of because when you were talking, I was like, I don't know, a metamorphosis, out of body moment. I was thinking, I think I really like the show and a lot of my comments are going to be about part one because I think I just, part two, I just forgot. I mean, not that I forgot, I just like acted like it didn't happen. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I may just take back what I said. Lo- I love the show still, but I was like, yeah, for those 10 episodes, I just wasn't, I was there, but I wasn't there yeah. when wow. I was watching. Wow. So, but yes, uh, sorry. But yes, that's why I was making faces. I apologize. Okay. Nope, no problem at all. <laughs> uh, I don't agree. Talk. I don't agree with people that say that season one was just a setup for season two. I think that's diminishing the entire show. Like, why did, mm-hmm. what? No. no. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts before I get into the next, uh, you know, aspect of just general non-spoiler talk? Did you guys have any thoughts about uh, why, not why, but would you have preferred it to be, if they were going to go for 30 episodes, let's say the mm-hmm. Hong sisters actually thought this through and said, I think this is a 30, 30 episode K-drama mm-hmm. from the start. Uh, would you have preferred season one to be 15 episodes and season two to be 15 mm-hmm. episodes? Or are you okay with them doing 20 episodes and then wrap it up in 10 a good question are those the only choices <laughs> oh no not at all do you have other uh, suggestions for how they could have uh broken up the seasons you said they have to do two seasons right no they don't i mean <laughs> they don't have to do anything <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely would prefer not having a season two at all mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. if they had to i think 10 10 would have been nice okay so 10 episodes for season one and 10 episodes for season two Got you. Yeah, that's kind of down the avenue. The patrons uh, know this. I fully believe in my heart of hearts that the Hong sisters, had they wanted to, had they really had an editor and had someone who was looking over their work and said, I think we need to cut some of this. I think we need to simplify. That's my buzzword for this show. They should have just simplified the show and outlined it a bit better. Had they done this, I think they could have done it in 20 episodes, not 30. Yeah, I, you know? I agree. I I would opt for a one 20 episode season. I think 20 episodes is more than enough time to wrap up the story, especially because in my opinion, but part two, like I remember where it was like probably episode five or six and nothing significant had happened even still up until that point. So it's kind of like we could have wrapped all this up in like 20 episodes, like from beginning to end, even including, you know, all that transpired in season two. I think that they could have definitely done in 20 episodes. I think 30 episodes is a bit much, especially because I felt like half of part two wasn't even moving the story (laughs) forward. So, yeah. Okay, so we're all on the same page about like 30 is excessive. (laughs) 30 was not really warranted. You know, it could have just been 20 And, uh, okay, so let's move on to the toxic fandom that I encountered (laughs) online. So I didn't know that people were so gung-ho about the show until I started doing these TikToks about, you know, the problems that I had with the show. And I'd never meant it to be 
mean spirited. And that I'm also trying to make this this podcast episode not mean spirited. Right. Yeah. The behavior that I saw online was unsettling and toxic fervor. Mm-hmm. I, I've said this before, and if you DM me about you know your K drama taste or whatever, and I don't agree, I never belittle someone for their taste in K drama for liking something that I dislike or vice versa. But the level of vitriol that people had for anyone ex- who expressed doubts about Alchemy of Soul or said anything remotely negative was outrageous. It made me yeah. think that I was dealing with children instead of adults. Maybe that was the case. Maybe I was dealing with underage people on TikTok. Who the fuck knows? But it was unreasonable. And I feel like I'm a very fair person. But personal attacks are unacceptable. And PSA, they will get you blocked on any debak account. So you should be able to hear criticism without in any way taking it personally. Mm-hmm. as if you created the show like it was a personal yeah. thing like it's not you didn't yeah. create the show you can just relax and there's no reason to defend the show <laughs> like the show yeah. doesn't need defending exactly it's yeah. for um, entertainment it's a show it's it's, it's TV, for entertainment guys. it's Calm not down. that serious yeah. yes Yes. Um, someone made a TikTok to try and rebuff the criticism from another creator, not me. And they they put her video at the beginning of their video where she said she didn't think Changuk and Buyon had chemistry. That was what she said in her video. Mm-hmm. And that she was skip end up skipping their parts. She was just like, oh, I end up skipping their parts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the video caption said, I'd say more, but I don't want to be rude to someone's grandma because the creator was older. So out of line. Like, for what? We're talking about TV shows, guys. This is toxic internet behavior and culture. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. what that video was saying was, let's have an open forum for tearing down this person because they don't agree with us. They saw something different in the show. And it's disgusting. You know, and as for the grandma comment, like, BFFR. (laughs) People of all ages can watch K-dramas and listen to K-pop and enjoy them and, get this, find fault with them. Okay, It's not exclusive to young people, so, Mm -hmm. like, fuck right off with that ageism shit. Like, that's old. There's so much ageism on TikTok, yeah. There is. Um, This is a direct TikTok comment. This I quote, no one is allowed to talk shit about AOS. No one. Alchemy and then, talk was so toxic. Like it, I know. It, it was out of control. Yeah. People saying, oh, I miss Mudok comments. Everyone was like, well, then go watch season one. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it was like it was, never, it was never that serious. Like, what is wrong? What? So I'm a little bit like trying to stay calm as I talk through this because I yeah. want to immortalize this and I want to call attention to it. Yeah. Because uh, it's not okay. It's just wow. not. So mm. let's segue into, or you mentioned C dramas. So yes. a lot of, and some of my TikToks were about this too, was um, about how Alchemy of Souls is de- derivative, derivative of C dramas, yeah. period. It is. And um, a lot of people online were saying, if someone pointed this out, including myself, 
on TikTok especially, people were commenting and still AOS 8. C-dramas need to take notes from AOS. Like all of this, all of this stuff. Like still like trying to make AOS out to be better. And uh, I think it's no surprise. I disagree. (laughs) I don't know what your experiences are with C-dramas, but I've been watching C-dramas for several years, especially my favorite genres are the wuxia and the xianxia. Me too, me too. So when I started watching AOS and I said this in my Patreon episodes, I was like, this feels like this show and this part feels like this show and it feels very much like the vibe and the writing is reminiscent of C-dramas and the styling and everything about it just feels like a C-drama. And someone on TikTok uh, was talking about C-dramas and they were talking about AOS in particular and they said, C-drama Xianxia is based on rich Chinese cultures and its unique Taoism historical K-drama is never going to outdo the doer. Mm. And again, I have to agree. I don't think Alchemy of Souls surpassed C-drama, like those historical fantasy C-dramas. Ori, you're shaking your head. You're just like... Because that's where they make like their C-drama industry, and please just correct me if I'm wrong, like that's their bread and butter, specifically that genre of the C-drama. So uh-huh. it's like, it's not making sense. It's it's not. It's um, Alchemy of Souls is a one-off, right? Mm-hmm. That did a lot of things right, a lot of things wrong. But you can't, comp- I th- you just can't compare and say it's better than C-dramas when they're, you're, like you said, there is an entire subsect of the C-drama industry that is dedicated to producing Lucia and Sianza dramas. Some are bad, some are great. Some are amazing. Some people sit through 50, 60, 70 plus episodes and come out and say it was fucking worth it. I loved every minute of it. You know? Uh, A lot of people started complaining about C-dramas saying, oh, I loved AOS. It did all this stuff, right? But I don't like C-dramas because X, Y, Z. So here's the X, Y, Z that people said. I collected these. (laughs) So (laughs) main complaints from K-drama folks about C-dramas were the CGI, the wigs, the dubbing, and the high episode count. So I'll go through each of these because I think each of these deserves at least a couple of seconds. (laughs) So CGI. Uh, I learned about this recently. The CGI and C dramas is often uh, not very good, uh, and it's because of like this concept of good enough in the industry in the Chinese drama industry. Ch- C dramas, I don't think, are ever until recently, until the past few years, they were never intended for a global audience. They were intended mm-hmm. for the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And the Chinese people evidently don't really care about giant, wonderful, high quality, expensive CGI. Mm-hmm. And it's expensive. I don't know what the budgets are like on these, but if you're making 60 episodes and each one requires a high amount of CGI, something's got to give. And yeah. that's where that concept of, oh, it's good enough comes from so 
Uh, let's talk about wigs. This is a funny one because <laughs> I think that um, <laughs> AOS, Alchemy of Souls, did away with wigs. We could Let's talk about it. There are no yeah. elaborate wigs in yeah, Alchemy of Souls. Men don't have long hair or anything. Right. Like, yeah, only a few characters have long hair. Right. Only a few characters have wigs. Uh, mostly the female characters. And the boys don't have any wigs. Right. Largely. Uh, I think uh, Dangu has blonde hair for part one. So uh, (laughs) you can't really compare the wigs in Alchemy of Souls to the wigs in C-dramas that also sometimes have giant headpieces, elaborate uh, uh, jewelry and things in the hair, and they're doing a bunch of stunts and stuff with these really elaborate wigs. So... Yes, the, and the hair is like a a prop or like it'd be a stunt piece the way they be using the hair, the men specifically. So <laughs> right. <laughs> just want to say that. Yeah. So uh the wigs, I don't even know how you can compare and say like AOS wigs were but uh, 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 no. Yeah. There were no, no, yeah, no. It's like no, no wigs. Not really. So let's talk about dubbing. Dubbing was a huge one for C-dramas really fast. So I learned this too. Uh, Dubbing is usually done for a plethora of reasons. Excessive background noise. And I thought this was interesting. Some of these C-dramas are, because it's an industry, there's so many being filmed at once. And they're using the same location sometimes, the same sound stages. And uh, especially outdoor like palaces and like things like that. There's only so many resources, so many places they can go to. And so there's excessive background noise. So they dub. Um, Sometimes they need to make changes to the dialogue in post-production due to orders from the Chinese media regulators because China is a communist country. They're regulating the media. So sometimes script changes have to happen after the fact. Dubbing. Um, And then this was my favorite one. Sometimes substandard deliveries of poorly trained actors <laughs> makes dubbing a better idea. So wow, a lot of reasons for dubbing, and I totally understand it. Some people can't get past it. I think I have. <laughs> Over the years of watching C-dramas, I have. But just have a little grace with the dubbing. Some C-dramas do it better than others, but there's that. Does every drama, C-drama have dubbing? Um, more, than, more often than not, they do have dubbing i think it's um only recently that they've started backing off of doing the dubbing oh. yeah for recent in recent years and then also high epi- high episode count this last thing that people had complaints about interestingly enough the reason why some c dramas have a lot of episodes high episode count uh is because of money they get more advertising money if the drama's popular, if it's doing well. They'll be like, let's yeah. add some more episodes. Let's write some more stuff in because we're, get, we're it's doing well. So they're getting advertising money or what have you. So mm-hmm. that's also contributing to the low quality of some of these high episode C-dramas. So what's the government do in the last couple of, couple of years? I've just said the, the Chinese government is very controlling. So they said, no more high episode C-dramas. We're not doing those anymore. We need to increase our soft power. We need to compete with Korea. So 
lower the episode count, and increase the quality of the C-dramas. And that's why you have certain C-dramas having 36 episodes, 40 episodes, and it's a little more manageable. It's because the government stepped in and said, we're not doing those 60, 70 episodes anymore. It's not working. Wow. So 36 to 40 is short. It's short. And (laughs) luckily, C-dramas are not an hour apiece. They're more like... 40 minutes i see yeah. okay okay I, I know for me if it's not 40 episodes i'm not watching it so Oop. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I like think the long. episode count is 30 to 40 per government mandate so yeah. uh i don't want to freaking hear it about <laughs> c dramas being worse than alchemy of souls um i can list 20 c dramas that are better than alchemy of souls yeah so it's uh Again, it's pretty subjective. If you don't like the language, if you don't like Mandarin, if you don't like high fantasy, then don't watch Wuxia and Tianxia sea dramas. Mm -hmm. But there you have it. Last thing about this, cultural appropriation. I heard a lot of people in my TikTok comments talking about cultural appropriation because of the sea drama aspect of Alchemy of Souls, how it's derivative, talking about clothing being derivative sets being the same as other sea dramas and i was like i don't know about all that i thought that was a bit of a stretch <laughs> yeah yeah to call it cultural appropriation i uh <laughs> i had some people comment in japanese on a couple of my videos and i translated them meticulously because i was like what the hell is going on it was like back yeah. and forth like they were commenting oh, back wow. and forth it was a whole conversation so they were talking about it seems like a lot of Korean people think that Alchemy of Souls is very much a Korean culture uh, show. And I was like, what? Oh. So it was very, it kind of devolved. But they brought up this great question. They were like, are all wizard movies since Harry Potter considered plagiarism? Wow. And I was like, that's a fair question. Thank right. you, you Japanese you, commenters. You, yeah, because where do you draw the line? <laughs> right. Like- I don't think that it's plagiarism but you have to acknowledge the roots and the inspiration and that it's not original aos is not original right so i think that's where i want to by something mm -hmm, yeah um they went into like sushi versus kimbap like and I was Ooh. like, oh, no, like, I can't deal with you guys. So, yeah. Um, I, the, legend says they're still commenting to this day. So <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking about fantasy K-dramas, the, again, Alchemy of Souls is not the first fantasy K-drama. There have been many fantasy K-dramas that have come before, and I'll name a few. Okay. We've got Goblin. That, actually. <laughs> yeah? Perfect. Yeah. So we've got Goblin. We've got a bunch of Gumio dramas. Roommate is Gumio, Girlfriend is Gumio, Goo Family Book, Tale of the Nine-Tailed. We have A Korean Odyssey, which that has its own controversy. We have Arthdoll Chronicles. I hate Arthdoll Chronicles. <laughs> I remember you posted about that when you were like, this is Junkie, right? Yun- mm-hmm. Yes, Sung Junkie oh. is in it. I hated Arthdoll Chronicles. And it had nothing to do with acting uh sets design um uh the world building it had nothing to do with that it had to do 
with the overcomplication of the plot, which is <laughs> yeah. the same freaking issue that I have yeah. with Alchemy of Souls. So, okay. Arthdal Chronicles, if you can get through that and understand what the hell happened, see me because I want to know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so we also have the legend from 2007 which is an oldie uh we have bulgasal immortal souls this is a recent drama from 2021 2022 hotel de luna master sun oh my ghostess these are all ghost shows here we have mermaids with legend of the blue sea sweet home which mm-hmm. is like i don't know monsters or something tomorrow and doom at your service both with grim reapers uh yeah, we have Angel's Last Mission with an angel mystic pop-up bar. We have Abyss. Don't watch it. It's terrible. We have The Bride of Hubbock. Don't watch it. It's Won't terrible. Watch that either. We have The King Eternal Monarch. Don't watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, Hold on. We can talk about that later. We, yeah, we'll talk about it offline. Um, we have Immortal Admiral Yi Sun Shin from tw- 2004. And uh, I didn't mention any of these, but... There are a number of K-dramas about time, time travel, body swaps, vampires, robots, zombies, and demons. So, Alchemy of Souls, not the first fantasy K-drama by any stretch. However, I did look up most expensive K-drama productions because I was like, I'm curious. Alchemy of Souls is very well done in terms of, you know, the production design, the setting, um, the CGI and stuff like that. So what is the budget for Alchemy of Souls in comparison to other fantasy K-dramas that I just mentioned? So actually, I'll go through the other ones first. So Goblin, 15 billion won. Production was $12 million. Wow. We have Arthdal Chronicles. This is very expensive show. And it's not even done. Season two is coming out. I don't even know if I'm going to watch that. Arthur Chronicles, 54 billion won, 44.2 million dollars to make Arthur Chronicles. Oh my goodness. The Legend from 2007, which is very close to Asianza, has like immortals and stuff like that in it. Uh, 43 billion won, 35 million dollars. Wow. Recently, we have Bulgasal, Immortal Souls. That one production was 40 billion one. That's 32 million. 32 million dollars to make Bulgasal Immortal Souls. Hotel de Luna was approximately 16.3 million dollars. Legend of the Blue Sea, which I had no idea this it was this expensive. 18 million to make that one. I was like, where is wow. this going? Um, Sweet Home. <laughs> that one, 24.5 million dollars. Wow. The King Eternal Monarch. million dollars to make that show gotta be the netflix so the budget for alchemy of souls was 40 billion one approximately 32 35 million dollars wow it's the fourth highest of all k-dramas wow at least the production cost the production cost was that high you can see it and this number doesn't include season two that's crazy. Oh. That's insane. Wow. So if you're wondering why you liked Alchemy of Souls versus other fantasy K-dramas or other K-dramas, you might be just seeing money. You might be just seeing budget. Yeah, because definitely very well made. Like, very well made. Yeah. So I wanted to note that because people are like, oh, the CGI. 
of sea dramas. And I'm like, not every sea drama is a $32 million budget for mm-hmm. 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, you got to put it in perspective. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll probably put this list of fantasy K dramas in the show notes in case anyone wants to watch some of these. Uh, I don't recommend all of them, but user, I mean, uh, viewer discretion advised, I guess. <laughs> so, now that we have all of that out of the way, I think we're going to get into the weeds for uh, Alchemy of Souls now and go into some spoiler talk. What would you rate the show out of five soju bottles? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can go first. Um, I'd give it a 2.5. 2.5! Okay. Ori is shocked. Uh, <laughs> I thought I I'm was sorry. low. Um, I gave it a 3.5. Mainly because of part one. Okay. Wow. I will give it a two. Two stars out of wow. five. And I'm being generous. Yeah. Jess, I was because, gonna do two as well, but yeah. I was like, it's a little okay, let me, you know, give a little grace. I wanna give it as much grace as I can, but the writing um a lot of decisions were made and I don't agree with them. So we're gonna get into it right after this. Part one has concluded. Flip over the disc to hear side B. (laughs) Just kidding, but do join us for the rest of our Alchemy of Souls discussion on the next spoiler-filled episode.